Welcome to episode number 23 of In the Word with Mel Bennett, a study of scripture passages from the Word of God. We're so glad you're with us today. My name is Steve Webb, founder of LifeSpring Media. Today, Pastor Bennett will be continuing his series entitled Seven Steps to the Spiritual Life, and he'll talk about steps six and seven. He'll be teaching from Luke 11 and 24. So let's get our Bibles out. Are you ready? Great. Let's join Pastor Mel Bennett. Thank you, Steve. Uh, a couple of things I should mention, uh, at least one before we begin this podcast. If you hear some chimes in the background, the wind is blowing, and my wife has wind chimes outside the window, and perhaps you may pick up on some of them. So if you hear chimes, just ignore them for a moment, would you please? And this morning we're in the fourth of a series of seven steps to spiritual growth, and we're on step number six, praise and worship. And for this passage of Scripture, I invite you to turn to Luke 24, 52 and 53. And we read these words, And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Notice they worshipped him. What a wonderful thing it is to be in a position where we worship God. Let it be observed that this worship was not given by way of the public respect for it was after he was parted from them and been carried back into heaven that they offered worship to him. Acts of public respect are always performed in the presence of a person. They worshipped him as their God and were certainly not capable of any type of idolatry. Return to Jerusalem with great joy, it says, having the fullest proof that Jesus was the promised Messiah and that they had a full commission to preach in repentance and remission of sin to mankind, and that they should be divinely qualified for this work. In fact, it was a great work by receiving the promise of the Father, according to Luke 24, 49. Now, with these qualifications, they returned with great joy to begin waiting for the promised Holy Spirit, which would be poured out upon them, and uh, they would face difficulties ahead. He would also help them to grow spiritually. After all, wasn't that what they needed was spiritual growth? The Bible says, And they were continually in the temple, every day at the regular hours of prayer until the day of Pentecost. They proceeded to go to the temple. And what were they doing? Praising and blessing God. We are not told how they did this, but it would appear it was in the accustomed form, for no attention was brought to them at this point. Yet for them, it was a higher and more blessed type of worship. And it ends with the words, Amen. This Amen is excluded from the text by some scholars, but most authorities put it in. Probably some might not see the importance of it here. But Luke leaves us with the eleven disciples praising and blessing God after their Lord's ascension to the Father. It seems like he could not stop from adding this, Amen. It is as though he said, For such worship, the record of which is here closed, let every reader join with the eleven, those eleven disciples, continually in praising and blessing God. And he closes it with, Amen. 
That brings us to the seventh step, which is expectation. This is an exciting step. Listen to Luke chapter 11, verses 9 and 10. I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Christ here is encouraging fervency and constancy in prayer. We must come for what we need as men, as a man does to his neighbor or friend who is kind to him. We must come for our daily bread. It is for that which is needful in our daily lives that we ask of God here. What a wonderful promise this is. And at this time in our lives, how great is the promise of God that if we ask anything in his name, he will do it. He says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. If God does not answer our prayer speedily, yet he will in due time if we continue to pray. Observe what we are to pray for. We must ask for the Holy Spirit, not only as necessary in order for us to pray well, but as all spiritual blessings are included in the Holy Spirit. For by the influence of the Holy Spirit, we are brought to know God and ourselves, to repent, believe in, and love Christ Jesus. And so we are able to live in this world and presented and prepared for happiness in the next. Don't you see, if we follow Jesus Christ, we are able to live in this world as Christians and prepare for happiness in the next world, the world which is to come. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All these blessings, our Heavenly Father, is more ready to bestow on us, on everyone that asks for them, than an indulgent parent is to give food to a hungry child. And this is the advantage of the prayer of faith, that it opens quickly and quiets and establishes the heart in God. Ask, seek, knock, he says. The terms are here used with reference to prayer. Ask implies a simple petition. Seek indicates an earnest search, and knock shows perseverance in spite of hindrances. These three represent earnest and expectant prayer. Listen to what he says. For everyone that asks, receives, and he that seeks, finds, and he who knocks, it is opened. For every one of the group of whom the Savior speaks, that group is those who can say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Why? Why do we pray that? Why can we pray that? Because they prayed for the will of God with expectancy that they would receive. Let us talk for a moment of expectancy and faith as believers and our relationship with others. We are to act as mediators or indebtors, intercessors, rather, being those who are in need, in sore need and our Heavenly Father. They are coming to us on their journey, and we feel that we have nothing to set before them. Whether the need is for body, mind, or spirit, they find us poor and bankrupt, but at such times let us turn to God with earnest prayer. If persistence in prayer prevails over the rude and self-indulgent, what will advantage with one who is rich unto all that call upon him? He will give us just as much as we need. Notice how much more. Count the stars, he says, scattered in the night sky, or daisies in the field, 
or myriads of living creatures sustained by his bounty, ask yourself if he cannot give enough good gifts and with his spirit to supply all your need. What would you not do for your helpless little child? How much more? See Philippians 4.19 that says, And my God shall supply what? All your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's the promise of God, friend. And my God shall supply. Notice the word shall supply. All your need, all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I encourage you at this time of the year, this time of the of the season, when we've just finished with the elections, perhaps you're a little bit discouraged about what has happened. Put your trust and your faith in God. Look unto him, for he will sustain you, for he shall supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. Now look with me at the three key words in this text. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. These three words include the riches and the ideas of want, loss, and earnestness. Ask, he says, that speaks of want. You need to turn beggar at the door of mercy. You are destitute of all spiritual good. And it is God alone who can meet your need. And you who have no claim but what his mercy has given you on its own merits. Then you are asked, we are in great need of want. We have to ask. And then he says, seek. This speaks of loss. Think of it. You have lost your God, your paradise, your soul. Look about you. Leave no stone unturned. There is no place, no final salvation for you till you get your soul restored to the kindness and image of God. That's the loss, and God wants to bring us back to his wonderful presence and to be like him. He says, seek, and in the loss of your life, you will find God. And then he says, knock. This speaks to me of earnestness. Be earnest, be patient, be persistent. Eternity is at hand, and if you die in your sins, where God is, you shall never come. And so ask with confidence and humility, Seek with care and submission. Knock with earnestness and perseverance. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. For every one of you that asks receives. Listen, prayer is always heard after one manner or another. No soul can say pray, pray in vain that prays as directed in these verses. The truth and faithfulness of the Lord Jesus are pledged for prayer success, you shall receive, you shall find, you shall be opened. Praise the name of the Lord. These words are strongly binding on the side of God. Bring Christ's word and Christ's sacrifice with you, and not one of heaven's blessings will be denied you. You can expect a miracle from the hand of God. May God teach us to live lives of expectation. There was a lady by the name of Juliet Harriet Johnston, lived from 1849 to 1919. She was the daughter of a Presbyterian minister who served First Presbyterian Church in Peoria, Illinois. She lived in Peoria from the age of six till her death. Johnston was faithful to the ministries of her church, serving as a Sunday school superintendent and teacher for 41 years. She also was president for two decades of the Presbyterian Missionary Society an organization that was founded by her mother. In addition to many Sunday school lessons, she also wrote about 
500 hymns. Today, her reputation rests primarily upon the hymn, Grace Greater Than Our Sin, which was published in 1910 or 1911. The writer contrasts the theme of God's abundant grace, manifold through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, with our sin and our guilt, stanza one, sin and despair, stanza two, and a dark stain, stanza three. This marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who believe, finds a scriptural basis in Paul's teaching of justification by faith in Romans 5, 1 through 12. Listen to what he says. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Listen to the words of this beautiful hymn, Grace Greater Than Our Sin. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, freely bestowed on all who believe. Yonder on Calvary's mount outspoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold threaten the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold, points to the refuge, the mighty cross. Dark is the stain that we cannot hide. What can we do to wash it away? Look, there is flowing a crimson tide, brighter than snow you may be today. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who believe. You who are longing to see his face, will you this moment his grace receive? Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Join with me in prayer, would you? Heavenly Father, we have felt led this day through this podcast to speak of our salvation through the faith that is in Jesus Christ. Oh God, may some repentant sinner come to know Jesus as his personal Savior today. Speak to our hearts of your love and your grace and your mercy. Help us to know the wisdom and the love of God that passes beyond our understanding. Lord, we receive you today as our Savior and our Lord. If there's somebody listening, I pray, oh God, they'll pray that simple prayer. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my life and make a difference in me by your power and by your grace. I receive your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for me and shed his blood on Calvary on my behalf. This I pray in Jesus' name and for his glory alone. Amen. Nothing fills our hearts more than true praise and worship of our infinitely worthy God and Savior, and the sure expectation of receiving blessings from God when we ask according to His will can bring joy to a heavy heart. Thank you for that message, Pastor. Next week, Pastor Bennett will share from 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and his subject will be, So You Are Looking for Love. Sounds like a good one. Don't miss it. Feel free to write Pastor Bennett at Pastor B at LifespringMedia.com. Let him know your thoughts. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.